Welcome to the Real Talk, Real Walk podcast with Sean and Rashawn. It's where the counselor talking in the office meets the influencer walking it out on the streets. It is the place where Generation X meets Generation Y, and we bridge the gap between the wisdom of the past and the need to practically walk it out in the present. We do this by helping you uncover the limiting beliefs that have kept you stuck, and then helping you discover what better looks like for you and equipping you with the tools to create it. Need to break the chains that bind you and live the life that inspires you because Real Talk, Real Walk with Sean and Rashawn starts now. Welcome back, Rashawn. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you, Sean, for saying welcome back because I'm ready. Oh, you're ready like, like Mr. Carter back in the day. Welcome back. That's it. So, guys, we are excited, as always, to bring you these truths in ways that you can actually apply them to your to life. To your life. Come on. So, so, Rashawn has been on social media just going bananas because we've been excited about this podcast. We've dreamed it, prayed about it. He's been after me for ever since I've known him to do this. Because we really believe that this is the podcast that can change your life. That's if it. If you begin executing and following through on the principles and the strategies that we give you. And we just are two guys, two fathers, two men, two people that are seeking to lead in our community for people to love God. Sharing these truths with you because we believe in you. We know that God has the best plan for just you. No matter where you're from, no matter what country, no matter what state, no matter if you're a man or a woman, wow. or even if you're not sure, True. God has a plan for you. For you. You so could be so, working in a warehouse or living near the White House. He got a plan for you. He Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> you can be washing dishes. Come on. Flying in jets. What? My first job, by the way, real job, was washing dishes. I made, I think, either 2 or $3 an hour. Something crazy like that. Wash. My hands were all cut because, you know, all those big pans. I think of how hard I worked and how I was i was the lowest person. The bus boys and the bus girls, they were higher up than me. I was wow. the lowest person out of the Don't restaurant. Don't despise humble beginnings because this brother right here, Sean, is a great man leading man. huge things right here in Oklahoma City now. But it's even you know, a, a global impact right now through social media and digital. Give so, all the glory inf- to God. He yeah. brought us through. Amen. <laughs> That's it. That's it, Sean. You just missed a big high five. So today we're going to talk about something I think will help a lot of you out. Yeah. So many people come into counseling not knowing how to ask for what they want in a way they actually get it. They allude to it. They may suggest. They may use their Jedi mind powers and try to implant a thought of you meeting a need that they have not spoken. A lot of people call that marriage. Ah! Yep, true. So... I just want you guys to realize the tools I'm going to give you are tried and true. There's a lot of different counselors, motivational speakers, preachers that use these. They may use different language, but these are some of the ways that are really effective in asking for what you want in a way that will help you get it. It's really good. Right on, brother. If I didn't know, you know, if I really didn't listen to the fact that we need to be people asking for help to reach that god-given dream or that god-given purpose you know and i didn't actually obey that man i don't know where i would be right now because everyone who has come alongside me know that i'm i'm weak i don't know much but because of god you know putting that humility and humbleness in me that's been really good because people like sean would pour into my life it's been amazing so it's good i'm looking forward to this episode amen amen and if you are a people pleaser 
Whether you're an out loud pleaser of people or you're a secret closet people pleaser, this is for you. If you want to become even better in asking for what you need and really understand the dynamics and principles behind it, this is for you. Maybe you're the person that says, hey, to your husband, are you thirsty? And the guy, because he's a guy, says, no. And then he goes about his business. Well, really, that's the wife's embedded way of asking for a Diet Coke because she's thirsty. Well, in her mind, she's told him clearly that I want a Diet Coke. That's funny. I've actually had that exact scenario in counseling, believe it or not. Did you? Exact scenario, yeah. So So the first one I'm going to go over is first, first key to knowing and really asking for what you want to actually get it is ask someone who can help. Hey, ask somebody that can help. When I make a phone call and I've got an issue and I talk to somebody, they say, well, we can't help you on the phone, whether it's with a product or a service I'm trying to secure. I say, well, can I talk to your manager? Because I've just just been educated by them that they are not in a position to make the decisions that will help me. And so because I realize that, I kindly and as tactfully as I can Ask them to speak to somebody who can make a decision to help me. So many times we get caught up trying to find answers with people who are either don't have them or are not willing to give them or don't have the power to give you what you need. We do this in relationships. So many people that I see in marriage counseling and people that want to date or even with their families, they go to the past to find the answers for what they need in their hearts of being love, of finding identity for the current and future life they want to live. Mm, That's not the greatest place to visit, huh? No, so make sure that you ask. This sounds really simple, but if you look at your life and how you really live it, you'll be shocked at how many times you and other people around you are going to people that can't help you. For example, I know that you never have this happen, Rashawn, in your marriage. Okay. But but some of us mortals do have this happen, and a lot of my patients see that too. Is that when you get in a fight, I know something that I do that is completely unhelpful is when my wife is saying something, I can look back and see that she's trying to get her need met of love, of validation for me to hear something. Like she says, she's had a hard day. Well, my worst move is saying, yeah, you know, I've had a really hard day. And then I unload my day on her. Well, then she's like, well, you know, I really struggle with the kids. And I'm like, I have the very lives of people. Coming into my practice, their marriages are falling apart. They could be suicidal. They could have anxiety wrecking their... And when I start to go down what I need, then she elevates what she needs. And we're both going to the people that cannot help them. Who do I need to go to? To the Lord. I need to go to the Lord. I need to go to a friend. I need to go to a a therapist. I need to go to a pastor. I need to go to my dog. I need to go to write in a journal. Those are all areas that I could go to, but when I, when I continue to press the issue and try to get something from somebody who either can't, yeah, won't, or doesn't have the power to give it to me, I end up frustrated, angry, and making choices that probably are not the best to even get me what I need. That intrigues me. That inspires me. I think about what uh, Moody, D.L. Moody said. He said, some people think God does not like to be troubled with our constant coming and asking the way to trouble God is not to come at all. 
but a lot of us we 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 are troubled from the fact that our loved ones come to us you know asking for help or we're troubled you know to reach out for help but you know god's never troubled when we come to him amen but the trouble does come when we don't come at all that's right and so it's knowing who you go to the second one the second key to how to ask for and get what you want is what Rashawn? ask specifically ask specifically Specifically. so when you ask specifically, then you have to start with knowing what you want. You have to start with knowing what you want. If somebody has the resources to help and they want to help, but you don't know exactly what you're asking for, then how will they meet it? Do you ever see this in relationships? I've seen it a ton of times, especially in the work that I do, as far as being an influencer, going to different conferences and meetings, and also, you know, being around other young influencers. A lot of times they want something, but they don't get down to the details of what they need. Therefore, they never receive what they want. And it's wild because they may not even know what they need. You know, I know a lot of people when they come into counseling for the first time, they just know they know what they don't want. I'm tired of being yelled at. I'm tired of fighting. I'm tired of him not stepping up as a dad. I'm tired of her laying up on the couch while I work all day. I'm tired of us missing each other intimately. I'm tired of, they, they all know what they don't want. They know what they don't like. But how often do we really spend time asking God to give us clarity, writing it out, talking out about what we really want? And I, I don't good. think, you know, I don't want, my, my goal is not, to read my Bible every day. My goal is to have an experience, an intimate relationship with God. I want that. And so because of that, I back up and I spend time daily in the morning before I do anything else besides coffee. And coffee and my meditation, I do that first in my breathing. Then it gets me prepared and intellectually capable of hearing and awake enough from God to go into that space. But if I don't know that my goal is an intimate relationship, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to, Put these structures and activities underneath it to support that relationship. Uh, so I want you to consider before you ask somebody, make sure you have clarity on exactly what it is you're wanting them to give you or wanting them to do. Ask for how, if you want to raise, how much do you want? If you want a promotion in your job, what kind of promotion, what raise, and what time frame? If you want a relationship with somebody, be clear about the kind of relationship that you want, of where you want that to go. If you're a friend with a guy and you want to go to the next level, envision in your mind, pray about it, talk to your friends, get clear, and then see that, and then at the right time have conversations, engage in activities that will build that relationship more romantically than more just friends. That's really good. Solid, John. So these are really good. But we don't do them often, and when you start, you'll start noticing shifts in your life. You'll start noticing shifts in your life. You could call it relation shifts. Relationships. Ah. Nice. That's good. Relationships. So the third one I want to go over is ask with a belief that is true. Ask with a congruent belief that what you're going to ask for, you're going to get. That you're convinced That what you're asking for is right. That you're convinced that what you're asking for is good. That you're convinced that, like I said, if you are becoming a friend with somebody and you want to go to the next level, in your mind, go with the certainty that this is where God has called you. Show up with a belief because people can feel, they can feel 
and experience if you're certain or you're not. For example, I'm training our, our new assistant to answer the phones. And she's just a, a beautiful person. She's sweet. She's kind. She's meek. And when you're answering phones and people are calling you desperately, one of the things that the elements that I really think is important is that the person answering the phone is certain and can communicate that spiritually, emotionally, verbally, through your tone, that they are confident we can help you. And because she's so kind and a, more of a pleaser, she's bent to let the person lead the conversation where when I answer the phone, I own the conversation because I believe that I can help the person calling in. I believe we have a team that can help them. And I know they're calling because something about their life is wrong, is off, is broken, is hurt, and they want help to fix it. So that's the veracity to which the certainty, the truth, the bedrock of how I approach those phone calls, because I believe this is an opportunity and I see people struggling in these white waters and I reach in with a firm grip and I grab them and I try to help them come to safety and then to build the life they want once they get out of that tumultuous river. Dang. Amen. Does that Amen. make sense? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Think about so this. Have you ever been around somebody? Like, let's say that you're going to go invest money. Let's say that you have a $10,000. Let's say, let's say it's your life savings. Let's say it's $100,000 and you meet with a financial advisor and you say, let's call him Aaron. Let's call him Aaron. And Aaron Curry, let's just call him Aaron Curry for just a funny name. Aaron Curry sits down with you and you say, Aaron, I heard good things about you. I want you to make me money so that I can focus on ministry and love people and not worry about retirement. Just can you make this magic happen? He's like, well, probably. And he said, well, I just need to know that you're going to take care of me and just make sure. Yeah. He's like, well, you know, probably I can. I mean, I'm not sure, but pretty sure I can help you. And the more you engage, the more you feel what with this guy who's not certain. That's right. And are you going to want to continue that relationship? Not at well, not at all. Not in a a business or investment. Would standpoint. you give him your life savings? No, to- negative. That that wouldn't happen. He would definitely see. It's using that wisdom. Even scripturally, it talks about a double-minded man is unstable in his ways and and things like that. So I I really would say he would have to be confident and fir- confident and firm in what he's tr- saying he could deliver. That's right. Yeah. And so one of the elements that I teach in counseling is. When you want to have a certainty, you literally put your chest stick, let, let, pretend there's a string on the top of your head and, this, and, and just it just lifts your head up. You don't necessarily put, you put your shoulders go back. Your shoulders go back a little bit, but your head kind of goes up. Your whole body goes up a little bit, not bent backwards where your shoulders are touching the floor. But you kind of stand in a Superman posture of power, of this is where it's at. You know, when, when you see somebody who's conquered another kingdom, they take their flag and they drive it into the ground like Baker Mayfield did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Baker. Remember dang. old Baker took yeah. it? He Wasn't it Texas where he drove it? Wherever he drove it into the ground to make a statement that we own this field. Well, we want to do that with our body posture, too. It's certainly when we're talking to people, even when we're emailing or using a phone to call them or on Skype. We want to position ourselves in our mind. Like even before this podcast, I stepped, literally stepped in. And I put my chest back and just imagine myself stepping into a power that God has given me, an anointing that he's flowing through us now. So that's the kind of certainty that people will believe in because it's not based in you. Like my certainty in helping people is based in God because I'm a man with limitations, but God is limitless and he loves people more than 
either of us could really ever imagine. Man, so good. So true, Sean. And I'm thinking of when Jesus, you know, he, he went up to the Father, you know, as far as with baptism, before he went into the wilderness. Whenever he got into the wilderness, you know, he was, you know, tempted by Satan himself. And he was so firm on and confident that he knew the way, like he knew the way, like even though he was, you know, being tempted, he continued to, you know, stay faithful to his father and he kept moving forward. He was just confident in everything yeah. he did. And yeah, then there's he went never, the ministry. there's never been anybody like him as Man. confident as he yeah, is. Exactly. What? But you look at the great communicators of our era. You look at like the Craig Rochelle, Stephen Furtick. You look at a Tony Robbins, like, you know, even... Some of the people in politics, the way that they communicate is so effective because they believe that they are good. They believe in what they're saying. It may be a complete lie, but they communicate a matter and a level of certainty that sways so many people to follow their direction. So it's really important to see where God's where calling going. you. Yeah, and also you to have all those things in mind. So we're going to pick up the next three out of these five keys because there's five of them on the next podcast part two. But I just want to let you guys know, if you need more help, go back, listen to our other podcasts. They're great. You guys will love them. If you want even more help, we have a Christian counseling practice. It's newvisioncounseling.live. .live. That's it. Counseling.newvisioncounseling.live. We have a team of counselors who marry biblical principles with cutting-edge counseling techniques. I want to join you that's in your it. story today. Come on. And if you want to find more out about Rashawn and I, what's our what's our Facebook and Instagram handle? Okay, Real Talk, Real Walk Podcast. That's where you'll search. Go to the search bar, type in Real Talk, Real Walk Podcast, and then you'll see Sean and Rashawn going live. That's it. Do, 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 do. Well, guys, it really means the world to us when you rate and review us and you share this content. Download, subscribe, because we really have this vision that God gave us that this is not a podcast that you just listen to. This is a podcast that changes your life. Yeah, that's right. The work we do, we believe changes lives. Well, guys, God bless you. And until we meet again for part two of how to ask for what you want and actually get it. Get it. All right. God bless, guys. See you next time. All right. See you guys.